Welcome to episode 25 of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we will review War Dogs and Ben-Hur, as well as discuss the concept of remakes in Hollywood. Enjoy the show. Shut up and sit down. Ozzy, how are you doing, man? Carlos, you, you know we've had a very long day today, man. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And now we are... I'm actually still in Florida, but we're trying out recording on Skype to see what kind of difficulties we're going to have once I go back to Virginia in two days, or less than two days, I go tomorrow morning. So, um, yeah, this will be an interesting experiment, so bear with us um, if we have any technical or audio difficulties. Um... Ozzy, we're going to start with War Dogs. I know that's the second movie we saw this weekend, but we um, Ben-Hur kind of leads into our final discussion, so let's just start with War Dogs. Oh, that's and, fine. And this is pretty recent um, in our memory, so let's start with you. What did you think of War Dogs? Um, I'm going to start with the positives here, as usual. Um, I thought that Jonah Hill did a genuinely a good job in the movie. Um, and playing this douchey kind of conceited character, knowing what he's talking about. And I also thought that Miles Teller and him really worked off each other really well. Like the chemistry was actually pretty good in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you agree with that or not. Um, I, I thought they had decent chemistry. It wasn't something that I was like, oh my gosh, it's great chemistry, you know? Um, mm-hmm. but Jonah Hill was actually what was saving the movie for the first half for me. I thought he was brilliant in the first half. Um, I think his performance, I don't know what happened with, but he just kind of lost some of those little quirks that he had in the first half, or in the first half of the movie, and I don't know, it, it he kind of, the performance just kind of lost its, um, its pop in the second half of the movie for me. Um, but I can agree in, with that. in the first half, I completely, he was the best part of the movie, hands down. Like, there was no, there's no other options. He was the best part of the movie in the first half. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. Um, for me, I will also say the character arc for Miles Teller, I did think that that ended up going pretty well. At first, he was not one of my, I I didn't really like him as a character. I thought he was kind of just boring. And, um, but towards the end of the movie, he kind of just, it, it rounds a full circle and you're like, okay, I get what this character was here for. I get his purpose and his character arc and just the arc of the story actually ended up being worth it, I guess. I, I have major issues with this movie, and I don't know... I, it definitely doesn't save the movie for me, but the character arc of Miles Teller's character was actually really good. Yeah, I like this. I like the story arc. Um, it was kind of a... You know, you kind of saw where his character was going, and I kind of liked his narrative to a point. Yeah. Really seeing, like, you know, where he was in the beginning and everything else. Um yeah. And how he kind of, what I liked about it was how he just kept kind of talking himself into it. He was like, that, that, okay, I can see how this might be technically not illegal. And he just kept going with things. I thought that was done actually pretty well. Yeah. You saw, you saw the, like the peer pressure as well. Yeah. Like what peer pressure can do to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I really liked that. And I also thought the story also was pretty interesting. Did it go the way that it should have? No, do I feel like it could have been in a better direction? Yeah, but I do think the story in general was actually pretty interesting. I, I disagree. I, we'll we'll get there in my negatives, but I think this movie kind of lacked energy, and I don't know if that was the direction or this. I think there's a good story there. I just don't think it was. But so I guess I agree with you. I just don't think it was told in an interesting way. See, that's the. Do you want to do you want to get into our negatives here? Um, hold on. I I just want to mention one quick last thing. The cinematography. I thought this movie was actually really well shot, and that's something that for these kind of movies sometimes we forget to mention. But I did think this movie was actually pretty well shot. Um, a lot of like there were a lot of actually cool shots where it was like snowing or raining outside, and I I, I don't know. I just really appreciated some of those um, uh, smaller things in the cinematography. Okay. All right, but let's move in. Let's move on to our negatives. Like I said, this movie completely lacked energy. I and which is strange because those trailers are full of energy, and you're thinking this is going to be just a fun movie, and it's going to make you kind of sleep. Like it's going to have that Wolf of Wall Street type type thing where it 
you're having fun watching it, but you're sick to your stomach because these people are just horrible. And I think that's what you, that's what we thought we were going to get. And for me, it was just, I don't know. It was just bland. It was, I, I didn't, I wasn't entertained or interested in what was happening. I can agree with you there. They, this is the problem that I have with central intelligence. And this is the same problem I have with this movie. The marketing sells you on this really fun comedy yeah. and you expect to have fun. You expect to go on there having a bunch of laughs. Mm-hmm. And I only giggled like, at yeah. Like and and it was Jonah Hill in the first act. Basic and ev- basically everything that was vaguely comedic in the movie that worked was in the trailer. I, I don't know. It was really weird how they marketed this. They completely set me up for a different movie. And even like, because I liked Central Intelligence because the story was still interesting and still fun. But this, it was just kind of bland and boring and under, I don't know. I, I just did not have fun with this movie. And to me, the biggest problem and probably the biggest reason why I didn't have fun was the direction of the movie. It was paced very strangely. I did not like the pacing of it. It was kind of slow at times. And I don't know. I just, it was really weird. And the tone of it was like, at times it was trying to be comedic. And then at times it was like, no, this is what war is like and trying to be all serious. And yeah, this, the tone was, was all over all the place. Over the place. Yeah. Tone was all over the place with this movie. I, I still don't know what the point of this movie is. I mean, it's probably <laughs> still not, it's probably just not to fraud money, but yeah. Like, I mean, it, don't it, sell me on a comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there were also, like, there were scenes where I noticed, like, that were just awkwardly paced, and they it ended up being, like, they were supposed to be comedic, but it ended up being awkward. Like, there's a scene where Jonah Hill's character is um, introducing a bunch of new employees to what their business is, and he kicks one of them out for saying something that he didn't like. But it was, and it was supposed to be a comedic type thing, but it was just so awkward and it, it didn't, it wasn't funny. Nobody laughed in the theater and I don't know, it just did not work. And I thought that that was, to me, that's not on the actor. That's on the director. You have to make those comedic scenes work and it just didn't. Yeah, I can agree with you there. Um, to me, Miles, like the, sort of the story with his, um, girlfriend, Stuff like really? that to me that yeah i mean it, it i just, I, it, I didn't mind it i actually thought that kind of added something to his character or made him a little I mean, more it, interesting i mean it did towards the end it did and i appreciated it but i just did not like how they kind of like threw her in in a mm-hmm. sense yeah or, like in the first act because it kind of like forced it on you you know what i mean yeah I, I don't I, like how I, they i don't like how they did that i mean towards the end i could see how it paid off mm-hmm. you know and how because kind of his decided. character ultimately does pay off, I guess it's just getting the there is just so boring I that you're, it's not worth character. it. Yeah, I guess the um, execution of the character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, going off Miles Teller, and this is another big negative I had. And really, my overall thing with this movie is that, like I said, it lacks energy, and this leads into that as well. The voiceover. The voiceover is consistent throughout this movie, and if you're going to use voiceover throughout a movie, it needs to add to the movie. There were times where the voiceover was literally not adding any new information or any charm or any fun to it because Miles Teller's voice was just kind of monotone the entire time, and then it, but it didn't add any new information, so it was literally pointless. I, I'm sorry, it just was. I, I I don't know. I the voiceover really bothered me because it was not adding anything to the movie. And if your voiceover, most a lot of the times it can be a very lazy storytelling method. And but sometimes it works if it adds something to the movie and if it, if it adds energy, if it adds insights that you wouldn't be able to get through just normal dialogue. But with this movie, it just didn't. It was so just, again, bland and uninteresting and did not, literally didn't even add any new information at times. Yeah, I can agree with that. And the negative for me was the ending. Like yeah, the, I yeah like it kind of just petered just, to an ending. Yeah, it kind of just happened. And yeah. It's just tic-tac'd on there. And it to me, I didn't even need to see that. Yeah. 
See, I, I, now talking to you, I'm kind of thinking we might be on the same page with this movie. I was a little, I thought you might uh, rate it higher than I did, but I, I don't know. I'm kind of thinking we might be on the same page. So, Ozzy, unless you got anything else, what is your score for War Dogs? 6.2. Um, I am lower than you, actually. I was right. Um, I'm at a 4.4. I was really, I don't know. I just don't think this movie is worth seeing, be, especially if you've seen the trailers, because it completely sells you on a different movie, and the movie that they gave you isn't all that good anyway. And what would have put it over the edge and put me in that five to maybe six range is if um, Jonah Hill's character, or Jonah Hill's performance was as good for the entire movie. To me, I think I enjoyed his performance more than you, which makes me save it, which saves it to like a six. Yeah, and I can respect that. To me, he's... He, he kind of say like, cause to me, I was like at a really low five, but he kind of lifted the movie up for me. Yeah. And then he did for the, the first act for me, but then it kind of fell off in the end. I don't know. To me that their dialogue in the end is what really pushed it up with like a six on this. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that's I, fair. So that's why it's an okay movie to see. I wouldn't go out of your way to see it. It's. You know, if you're bored, go ahead and see it. But it's not something I'm going to highly recommend. To me, I'm saying it's not worth it. If Jonah Hill was more consistent throughout the entire movie, then I would say maybe it's worth it. But it's it's not at this point for me. All right, well, let's move on to our second movie we saw this weekend, Ben-Hur. Ozzy, you haven't seen the original Ben-Hur, correct? No, I haven't. Okay, so let's start with you. I'm really curious about what you think, since you are kind of going in this blank slate when it comes to this movie. Okay. So just give it to me. What's your overall thoughts and then positives on this movie? Um, I thought, again, I thought this movie was um, okay. It, it did not impress me. It was, okay. you know, it was sort of, if you're going to remake something, it's obviously because you think that what we have now, the technology that we have now... Um, the just the different shots that we can pull off now. I thought this movie would be generally better mm-hmm. than the classic, just because I've heard so many good things about that movie. I need to get on that. Um, yes, you do. Yeah, I mean, I've just heard a lot of great things about that particular movie, and I was hoping I'm just like, okay, maybe they can transfer what the classic has to this. But I mean, I, I don't know if it did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, starting off with the positives, uh, I, Jack. Jack Huston, I think he he's the one who played mm-hmm. uh, Ben-Hur. I thought he did a generally good job in the movie. I thought he really showed what what that character went through and his emotions and everything. So I generally did like his performance in this movie. Um, so those are my... I mean, do you have any positives? Uh, I mean, yeah, I do. Because I actually, surprisingly, I think I like this movie a little more than you. And I, I try, and I try to do this for all remakes and things like that is just go in ignoring the fact that it's a remake and go in watching it as its own movie. And for me, if you go in watching this as just an independent regular movie, I think you can have fun with this. I just, I really do. It's, is it great? Is it, does it live up to the classic? Heck no. But I mean, it's a fun watch. Um, so, for me, what kind of really makes it work is the chemistry between the leads I thought was pretty good. Um, Ben-Hur, or Judah Ben-Hur, and... Um, Masala. Marsala, yes, sorry. I blanked on his name. Um, the two actors who played them I thought had pretty good chemistry, and they they kind of... They, they did get that relationship pretty good, especially in, in the beginning. I do think a lot of character motivations were rushed, um, but that's a separate discussion that we'll get to. Um, but that relationship really worked. And there were also some changes in the narrative structure of this movie as compared to the original. And at first I was like, what is it? What is happening? Because they kind of started, like they started with the chariot race scene at the beginning. And they didn't, uh, they just showed you right before the chariot race scene. And I was like, what are we doing here? And then then it kind of got to the point, or it switched it around, and they showed some flashbacks of um, Marcella and war and stuff like that. And I thought that added to his character. Um, And what the, what showing the chariot race scene or the beginning of the chariot race scene at the beginning did was kind of give you a sense of this is what we're all building to. This is what everything is building to. And I did appreciate that 
So overall, I did like some of the narrative choices they made at the beginning. Um, so that's definitely a positive for me is a little, I, I don't like all the changes they made, but I do like some of them, especially some of the ones at the beginning. Do you have any more positives? Yeah, I can say that I like the chemistry, like like you said as well, mm-hmm. the chemistry, the character motivations, in a sense. Um, I'm just going to jump into my negatives. Wait, wait, hold on. That's I want to ask you a question really quick. Okay. Um, the chariot race scene in the original is one of the most iconic um, moments of filmmaking in history. What? So what did you think, not having seen that scene at all, which, have you seen that on YouTube or anything? No. Okay. Not having seen the original scene at all, what did you think of this chariot racing? I thought it was okay. Really? Yeah. Did not impress me. I, I actually Rather, really liked it. I the... was kind of disappointed in it. In really? Sense. Like, like it had me, and I think you saw me, like, I was just like, oh, damn, at some of the points, because I was yeah. like, oh, that looks like it hurt, and I thought that they filmed some of it pretty good. Yeah. Other other scenes, like, other shots, I'm just like, this looks completely horrible. Yeah, the CGI like, was questionable at times, which we'll, like, we'll get me, there. The get it, that's going to be my negatives, but okay. like to me, some of this, some of the stuff shot in, the, in, in this chariot scene, I'm just like, wow, like this actually looks pretty bad. So, like, the Senate, like if we're talking yeah. CGI, CGI wise and shot wise, I'm just like, wow, this is actually pretty bad. See, so, I, I kind of dis, I I get that, but at the same time, I I won't deny that I was on the edge of my seat the entire race. So I yeah, did. I mean, had, I mean, it did that for me. I mean, I was on the edge of my seat yeah. too at times. But some of the things that happened just kind of like like the CGI and some of the shots. It kind of mm-hmm. just took me out of it. You know what I mean? That's that's fair. Um, for me, I actually like having seen the original scene. I really liked the scene. I thought they did a good job, kind of keeping you on the edge of your seat, making it more of an adrenaline rush type thing. Um, so I did really appreciate that, and that's one of the iconic scenes that I thought they kind of got right. Um, and now I will agree that there are some questionable moments of CGI, which kind of leads me to my negatives. And this is kind of a negative slash positive for me, the cinematography and kind of the CGI mixed in there as well. Um, there were moments when I was like, Oh, that actually is a really cool shot. Like there are moments where I, that I really liked from this movie cinematography wise, but then there were also moments, a lot of them having to do with some of the CGI where I was just like, you really, you can get some nice set pieces or anything like that. Uh, and then there was, there was a couple moments with just, just talking about the cinematography that I was like, what are they doing? Like there's one scene where Judah is, or Judah Ben-Hur is hugging his wife and they hug for a while and the camera just keeps like, it's like shaky cam on their hug. And I'm like, first of all, back up a little bit, back the camera up a little bit. <laughs> Secondly, why are you shaking it? They're literally just hugging. <laughs> I was like, what is happening right now? So there are, I will agree, there are some really bad moments when it comes to some of the shots that they use in this movie. But for the most part, it didn't really bother, like, there was no, there was nothing that was like, was, okay, this is atrocious, you know? I mean, I don't know. There, to me, there were some scenes I was just like, is this really? Like, this is the yeah. best we can do? We're in 2016 and we can't do better than this? Like, come mm-hmm. on. Like, this, like, some of the, like they made, like I remember this horse that got like that escaped during the race, mm-hmm. and they went into the audience. That looked completely atrocious to me. I'm just like, are you kidding me? I, I didn't this really notice so that. I, I mean, that to me, I know. I'm just like, this looks so. That looks so yeah. bad. Um, another thing that really took me out of the movie, and this is like a minor thing, but it mm-hmm. kept distracting me the whole entire time he came on screen. Morgan Freeman's wig. <laughs> and a lot of people complain about that just from the trailer. And like, I notice how, like, I could still see his real hair. I'm just like, yo, this looks so bad right now. Like, <laughs> every time he came on screen, I'm just like, oh, I man. cannot keep my eyes away from his head. I'm just like, this is so bad right now. I'm just like, okay. it was really bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna argue that, but it was never something that, I don't really notice wigs in general. Like people, like going back to something that we both kind of like and talk about, Arrow, people always complain about Oliver's flashback wigs and I never have noticed it ever. I was just like, okay, whatever, it's Oliver's hair. 
Um, so I don't really notice wigs, but I mean, if you do, that's a fair point and you're not the only person a lot of people do. So, um, all right. Another thing I will kind of mention, um, briefly, well, I already kind of mentioned it before is the character motivations. And this is a problem that this movie was, what was it? Two hours long? Yeah. Okay. This movie was two hours long. The original 1950, or technically the original is a remake in of itself, but for this sake of this conversation, we'll call it the original. The original 1959 version was almost four hours long. Now, when you cut a four-hour movie in half, that's you're going to cut a lot of the character motivation and just a lot of the meat of the story out, and you can really feel that missing for me. Um... Because there's a lot of times, especially between um, Judah and Marsala, where they, they do something or they change their mind on each other. And you're just like, what, where where did this come from? Like, you were hugging a second ago. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they're like mortal enemies. And you're just like, what is going on right now? Um, and it just didn't work at times where, like... And there were, with um, Judah and his wife, like, at the same time, you were just like, okay, I, you didn't really set this relationship up. All of a sudden, he's like, no, I'm not going to let her leave. And then he goes, marries her. It's like, what is happening? Um, so I did think there were a lot of really rushed and character motivations that ultimately make some of the decisions that these characters are making not make any sense. I can agree with that. Yeah. Um... Okay, and then these last two, well, this one, I guess, technically, really, it's not really comparing it to the original, but at the same time, I'm going to compare it to something else. The way that they used, because if you don't know what this story is, it's basically this um, Jewish prince who is friends with this Roman soldier who goes, he becomes really high in the Roman government slash military, right? And then things go down and he ends up being sold in slavery. A bunch of crap happens and it's like a story of redemption and revenge. Um, but all throughout that, the story of Jesus is woven through that story. Now, the way that they, they used that aspect, the Jesus aspect of this, uh, of the story in this movie is really, really bad and underused and wasted. I compare how they used Jesus in this movie to, wait for it, how Suicide Squad used the Joker. He just pops up at random points in the story, it doesn't really make any sense, and he doesn't really have any impact on the story. He really doesn't. Like, I didn't even know he was Jesus until, like, I saw him on, because they don't establish it until... Yeah late in the movie like you see scenes with him mm-hmm. i'm thinking i don't know i don't know who it is i was like oh, okay cool like this is some dude like he's causing <laughs> miracles like i mean i guess it should be it should be like a huge hint but i'm just like okay, yeah like who, are you the messiah like who are you <laughs> yeah see i completely agree with like they don't establish it it kind of just happens and do you agree that it's basically how they use the joker in suicide squad yeah Okay. That. Yeah, that exactly. Like it's really ridiculous how they use him, and it's underusing him. Because all right, now I'm gonna get into starting to compare it to the original. In the original, it opens with the story of Jesus's birth. Like that's how integral to the story it is. This you don't get introduced to him until way down the line, and. Like you said, you don't even know it's him until, unless you know the story, you don't even know it's him until, like, again, farther down the line. So it's really ridiculous and insane to me that that's how they decided to use that. And I guess it could speak to the um, state of kind of our society, but at the same time, like, it's not like it's preachy or anything. It's just that's part of the story, and to just take that and minimize it to joker levels is ridiculous to me it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't add to the story at all and it doesn't help the story be any better it weakens the story in my opinion i can agree with that they just really shoehorn this jesus figure jesus the character see see, that's the thing it felt like a shoehorn to you because you haven't seen you haven't seen the original to me it felt like there wasn't enough you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because that makes sense. yeah, for you it felt shoehorned b- because of how they used him. For me, I was just like, 
why are you, what are you doing? Like, use him more. Use him as much as he should be in the story, and then it would make tons more sense. But, yeah. I, I don't know, it just really didn't work for me. Um, and then lastly, this is my last major thing that's kind of a comparison, I guess. One of my favorite scenes or points in the story and in the original movie is is the galley scene. And the galley scene is not used properly in this movie at all. Like, And it's just so underwhelming. That To me, that was the worst looking scene in the movie. Um, in this movie. Because it just like was tons of CGI. It didn't make any sense. It just felt randomly there. And it was over way too quickly. And to, I don't know. It didn't really add anything to the character. It was just something that, oh, it's a cool set piece that they have. And then it ends in a CGI nonsense mess, and then that's it. Uh, did you like the galley scene at all, or... Which one was the galley scene again? That, you... That's the one where they're in the rowboat. Oh, the rowboat? That was just a mess to me, honestly. <laughs> okay. like, I like I'm glad acting. you agreed. Yeah, like, I'm, like, I like the acting in the movie, and yeah. like, in, in that aspect, I was like, okay, that's really good. But then when they look outside, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, my goodness, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then something happens to the robo, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, okay, this is, okay, all right, so we're this, so we're here now. Mm-hmm. It was just really bad to me. Yeah. Um, that whole scene, I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. This um, is... All right, well... I'm not, I got two more negatives here. Oh, okay. Okay, here we go. Continue on. Sorry, I've been talking a lot. Okay, the costumes, most of the costumes in this movie were just bad to me. Okay, okay. I'm glad there you brought a, that up. Like, there was a scene where Ben-Hur comes, and I'm thinking that he's wearing, like, just this gray shirt, this gray long sleeve and jeans. It looked that like he was like, wearing skinny jeans. I completely agree. Yeah, I'm just like... I almost just, wrote that down, like, and I forgot. I'm just like the hip-hop ben and her like what are we doing and then masala's oh cost like just like their armor and stuff i did not like it at all i'm just like this looks so fake and horrible i don't know what to think yeah. i've seen better costumes you know made made for those eras that look real and look legit and this did not look appealing at all to me i this, get yeah i, I know i didn't not there were major issues I had with the costumes. I didn't think it was an overarching problem, but there were moments when I was like, okay, the really, like, it's with the skinny jean moment was the one that really got me. And I was like, okay, come on. You could have done better than that. Um, what's your last negative, man? My last negative is Toby Keeble's, uh, sorry if I can't pronounce it. Toby Keeble. Right. Toby Keeble's performance yeah. as Masala. Really? I didn't, I didn't like his performance as Masala too much. Um, I thought me, the performances were fine, but I, I get it. Um, to me, it was just kind of like it's just the same facial expression for a lot of it, and I'm just yeah. like, dude, come on, give me some emotion here. <laughs> um, like you brought up some of his, like some of the character motivations were kind of yeah. rushed. So I thought, like, if if the original really had you understanding both sides, mm-hmm. both Ben-Hur's and Masala's side, they really did Ben-Hur, to me personally, more justice than Masala. And what you're talking about in character motivation-wise? Yeah, because to me, Masala's was kind of just thrown in there. You know what I mean? They really didn't focus on his character. He kind of just came back, and he was kind of just like this soldier now who... See, I, I thought they added to his character. I mean, they added to his character, but it was to me, it was just thrown in there and it, for a few seconds, and I didn't care for it. You know, I, I didn't spend a lot of time with his character. I, I kind of disagree. I thought, but this might be again. This this could be me comparing it to the original. I fully admit that. But I thought they kind of messed up Judah Ben Hur's um his motivations and things like that because. All right. Uh, well, again, I'm sorry for comparing it to the original, but it's what I've got. Um, he, in the original, he's very, he's much more strong-willed against, like he's got much stronger stance against Marsala, and he takes a stand and he says, "No, I'm not going to do this." And in this one, he was kind of like, um, "It's I'm, I don't want to help you." Things like that. You know, it was kind of he came off as a weak character, and then all of a sudden. 
crap hits the fan and then it's like revenge and it's like okay and for me that didn't work as for the performances i didn't really mind them none of these guys are going to win oscars like the original one 11 oscars record 11 oscars um but yeah they were were fine but to me i i had more understanding as to ben hers as to why he wants to go get masala like understand why may may have may it have executed better i can agree with you yeah Mm -hmm. it could have been executed better but um i can understand why he wants to go after masala masala's reasonings as to why he's doing what he's doing i didn't care for because to me they were kind of thrown in there it was i didn't spend enough time with him he came i mean yes he was the protagonist in the movie but i can you know if they showed more I could understand why I could understand why he's doing what he's doing. I can care for what he's doing, what he's doing, which would kind of make it hard for me to really choose a side in a, in a sense. But I don't know. I just didn't really like that character and how they used him in this movie. Cause I- yeah, I, I will agree with you. I I did think a lot of his character motivate Marcella's character motivations were very rushed, especially when it came to the switch that happens uh, towards the end of the first act. Um, but anyway, let, let's just get to rating this movie and then we'll move into our, um, our discussion about remakes. So, Ozzy, what is your rating for Ben Hur? 6.7. Okay, okay, I think that's fair. Um, for me, this is, this is a fun sword and sandals movie. I do think this is fun and I do think you can have fun watching this movie. Um, the problem is it just doesn't have, it lacks any depth to it. It just, it really does. Instead of going for like actual intellectual, um, kind of, um, disagreements between these two main characters, it ends up just being emotional and like, they were just trying to tug at your emotions and get you to care about these characters. And it just didn't work as well as it could have. And I do think, as much as I don't want to compare it, I do think I, sometimes I do compare it because you know what this story can be. And to see how they kind of wasted some aspects of it hurts it for me. But at the same time, like I said, you can have fun with this. So I'm really struggling here. I'm at about around a 6.8. This Again, that's not a bad score at all. That's okay to almost good. It, and I would say... Most people can just go and enjoy this movie. So I, I might even bump it up to around the 7 range. But as of right now, I'm at a 6.8 just because the more I think about the original, the more I'm just like, oh, that story is so good. It could be even better. And it just wasn't. So I'm at a 6.8. Yeah, it's an, it's a decent film for me. It's okay. Yeah. It's not the best. Um, It's not a flop. It's not a flop, so... It it actually, for me, I would consider it a surprise. It was a pleasant surprise. I I did not dislike it as much... Like, I thought I was going to hate this movie, just because how much, how great the original is, I thought I was going to hate it. But it actually was surprising how much I was like, this isn't bad, I'm having fun with this. So, alright. Well, let's move into our discussion on remakes here. Ozzy, what, what do you think of... Just remakes in general. Do you think they're a good thing, a bad thing? Uh, what What are some positive examples of it? Some negative examples of it? What do you got, Ozzy? Um, I don't really have positive examples. Okay. <laughs> of them because I I don't I don't think I've seen a lot of older movies for me to really yeah. tell. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, I think. Generally speaking, I think there could be good things about remaking something, and then I think there, and then I also think there could be bad, uh, bad things about making something, yeah. like remaking something. Well, I think the, I think the good thing maybe about possibly remaking something such as Ben Hur is maybe you have the technology, you have different ways of shooting something now that can improve that experience for you. You may not have the same actors in in that, but if you have that you know, if you have actors just as good as the previous ones who played those these characters, mm-hmm. I think it could. I think you could possibly improve it, or you know, just to 
reamp that old nostalgia. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, see, I, I get that argument, but at the same time, to me, the reason why I'm okay with remakes is not because of, oh, you can update the effects, because that that's the least of my worries. When it comes to old movies... If you're concerned about, oh, the effects just look really bad, then that's really a shallow way to look at a movie for me. Especially when you're talking about something like Ben-Hur, because Ben-Hur, when I watched that, I was like, this just feels epic. And to me, throwing a bunch of CGI in there and making it look prettier did not help at all. To me, it took away from it, and it took away from the scale and the beauty of the film. Especially when you're talking about Ben Hur, which was shot in that, shot in that gorgeous 70 millimeter. Um, but anyway, see, I don't think it really adds to it. The reason I'm okay with remakes in general, generally, is that I think it can point people back to the original. It, if it's good, that's great. If it's not good, you can just say, all right, we'll go watch the original. Either way, it's pointing people back to the original. It's saying, oh, this is a remake? Let me go watch the original. So more people are going to watch the original work. And I think that's a good thing when you have more people going back to watch the older movies. So do, do you agree with that? Do you think that's the, a good reason to remake films? Or do you think that's a benefit of remaking films? I mean, sure, for the older films, but that's not really a benefit for the new films. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, am I interested in seeing the old Ben-Hur? Sure. But at the same time, I mean, I don't really want to sit down looking at the screen for four hours. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, just for that particular instance. Um, well, you should sit down and look I mean, at yeah, I mean, I'm going, I mean, I'm going to. I do. I mean, I am interested in, in, in seeing the, the old the previous film. Yeah. Now, now going into my negatives of remaking a film, I do think that there are just some films that you just should not remake. You're, if you're saying that Ben Hur was as great as it is, I don't think it shouldn't have been remade. It should not be touched. Just let it. Just let it sit there, and that should be used as you know for future filmmakers to really use that and to really take what they've learned from this film and to really bring it into newer films, like and and really bring it into originality. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, not really copying, just remaking it. You understand mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I think that's, I think that's a lot of a, a lot of problems in, in Hollywood now. Is this, you know, we're just really remaking things because we're running out of ideas. Yeah. And I don't have a problem with sequels. I think sequels are great. You know, I yeah. love seeing where these characters go. But you know, to remake sequels such as The Hangover, you know, is just running out of ideas. You know, and I think that's bad because you're just running out of original ideas. Uh, see, I I do like I'm not saying the reason you go and remake a film is to point people back. I'm saying that's a benefit and that's why I'm saying like I'm generally okay with it because that's something that can happen. To me, the reason people think, "All right, let me remake this film" is because they can make more money. And ultimately that's the reason. But at the same time, yeah, they think that they can make a good movie because everybody sets out to make a good movie. But the reason why I at times I'm just like, why would you want to remake that? Is because you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up to not be able to live up to the original when you try to remake great films. Like, okay, in remaking Ben Hur, or let's say, let's, let's even change it from Ben Hur. Let's say somebody decided to remake Jaws, right? Ultimately, yes, it's about money, but at the same time, they're thinking, I can make a good film. But let's say, what's the best case, the absolute best case scenario, and what's the likelihood of you reaching that best case scenario? Best case scenario is that you um, make an Oscar-winning, great, best picture type film, and it's even better slash as good as the original. Now, what are the chances that that happens? Slim, very, very slim. Depending on who your director is, what talent you have involved, it's very slim. So why would you put yourself in a situation where you know the odds are completely stacked against you and try to remake a great film? It doesn't make any sense. Like, you're just setting yourself up to for failure, even if you make a somewhat good film, like a film that's okay, like Ben-Hur. Yeah, you can say that film isn't, like, a lot of people who haven't seen the original will say, I had fun with it, that was good. But you're not even anywhere close to the original. 
So, you still made a good film, but you still have negativity surrounding your film. You still have a negative score on Rotten Tomatoes because you're trying to remake a classic film. You're setting yourself up for failure. That's why I I just don't understand why you would say, yeah, I'm going to remake this classic film. It It doesn't make any sense to me. I can agree with that. I can attest to that. Um, I think going back to, to what I was saying, I think if you want to make um, something like over, give it your own twist. I do appreciate what they did in the beginning, of, like let's say of Ben-Hur, but mm-hmm. let's go on to compare Jaws to The Shallows. Um, Jaws is an instant classic, but I also thought The Shallows was also a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Besides the music video scenes we were talking about <laughs> in our review, I thought the I thought the I thought that movie was generally a pretty good movie, just because of the you know the intensity, the edge that was always yeah. on the edge of my seat, and you know just the start, just the situation surrounding it. You know, it was a, it was a unique take on what it's like to have that situation, yeah. like it, just in you being in the situation that added originality you know and mm-hmm. i think that's what is lacking now is just we don't have originality anymore yeah. you know what and, i mean instead that's a good example of not making a straight up remake but just taking a similar concept and i don't that's a good thing for me to me um because it's yeah nobody a lot of times you're not going to have something that's completely original take yeah. an idea and twist it up a little bit that's a good idea to me the is to me, the best way to, the best time to remake a movie is when you have a movie that failed in the past. You take a great con, like, a movie that had a great concept, but didn't work. Like, whether it be the director didn't, um, have a proper vision for that concept, or the actors were poor, or uh, just it was in at a bad time, something like that. Something where it was a great concept, but it, the first movie was not good. Take that and then remake that. To me, that is a perfect way to remake a movie. Because then you are taking good IP, but you are also, you're not, you don't have the expectations of the previous version to live up to. So it's a, it, you're putting yourself in a much better position because you have a good idea that has already been done, but it's been done poorly. So, Really, all you can do is improve upon it, or worst case scenario, you are the same quality as the original. Or like, or like we said, switch it up. I mean, look what happened to Creed. I haven't seen Creed. I actually still want to really see Creed. I don't know why I haven't seen it yet. But um, Rocky was a great film. I saw Rocky. Rocky was a great film. Mm-hmm. But the twist with Creed, I mean, it really made it and it really appealed to this generation. And we actually, from from what I've heard, a lot of people enjoyed this movie and. And then, um, again, so it's not it's a straight so up remake, even, you know? Yeah, it's not a straight up remake. It's it, this, Sylvester Stallone was done with this, uh, with that, with that character was done with that whole entire story. And this young director actually came to him and actually, you know, brought him this scenario. Yeah. And Sylvester Stallone liked it. And Sylvester Stallone actually was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, pretty great yeah. you know if you switch it up and add your own little story to it you know well, it may not be 100% original but adding your own take on something and adding your own story is is, is great enough you know yeah. it's coming from your ideas and that's that's what matters you know if it comes from if it comes from like your head you know and it's not just like a 100% remake of someone else's ideas you know I think that's great that, that you know you came up with this idea mm-hmm. you know what I mean to me, that's um, a little bit different of a situation just because it's still a continuation of the story. But yeah, I get what but, you're saying. I yeah, get the idea behind what you're saying. What was it? Um, I don't know. What, you really love Mad Max. I haven't seen any of the previous Mad Max films, but I don't know. You've seen them, right? The previous uh, Mad Max no, films? No, I actually haven't. It, no. And I wasn't the biggest... We're on the same page with Mad Max. We are in the minority of the public, but we're... <laughs> Um, but we're kind of, I think you disliked it more than I did actually, but yeah. Um, again, uh, I mean, I haven't heard great things about the previous Mad Maxes, but I don't think God, I really don't know how this, this even man. happened, but this movie got nominated for a ton of Oscars. So, I mean, this is another, as okay. much as I disagree, this is another great, 
um, again, it's not technically idea. a remake, but I, I think that you're, you like the ideas of like just kind of taking a similar story or taking a, an IP and just, uh, just giving it a different spin. And I, I get that, but it's not technically a full on remake. Um, full, Mad Max actually, I think they, George Miller even said that it was still the same character or is a continuation of the same story. Um, but anyway, to me, another great way or another great time to remake a film is with foreign films, because that is a situation where you are, you don't necessarily have the expectations of the original. And like I said, at, in the open of this discussion, you're pointing people back to the original because with foreign films, we're, we live in the United States. People in the United States don't really care about anything that comes from other countries in general. That's just how we are as a people. And it's sad, and that shouldn't be the case, but that's how it is. So when you take a film that was made in another country and remake it for America, we ha we don't have the expectations of the original because we haven't seen it. So that's a, <laughs> And that can be a good thing for your film that you're making in the United States or for an American audience. And you're pointing people back and saying, oh, this is a remake of a foreign film? I really liked that. I want to go watch it. Um, like The Departed, Martin Scorsese's The Departed, which he won an Oscar for. That is actually a remake of a foreign film of the movie called, I believe it's called Infernal Affairs. And now I know people who like Infernal Affairs more than The Departed. I still haven't seen Infernal Affairs, but it's been on my list for forever because it's a re because The Departed was a remake of that film. And I'm like, I want to go see that. So to me, that's a great example of a time where a American remake can point people back to the original film. Another one, The Ring, um, which is one of my favorite horror films of all time, is a remake of a Japanese horror film. I really want to see that Japanese horror film. It's, again, a movie that's been on my list for a while. I need to get to it. So these are great I think foreign films are great. Remaking foreign films is a great example of how remakes can help um, educate people on good films, you know? Yeah, makes sense. I understand that. All right. Well, unless you've got anything else to add to this discussion, I think we can kind of end it here. Um like like we're kind of saying here remakes aren't really a bad thing they they do have purpose it's just sometimes you question why you would put yourself in a position to re like you got to be more selective with hollywood needs to be more selective with what they're remaking that's the bottom line i can agree with that statement they need to be more selective and if you're going to remake a, a story you know try to add something of 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 what you are in that movie yeah. you know what i mean and, you know, it, you know, try to add something new. And that's, that's really what, what I'm saying at this point. You know, mm -hmm. try to add something new if you're going to remake it. And if it's great, good luck. But, <laughs> again, at least try to make it greater and don't make it crappier. <laughs> yeah. Because this is ridiculous. All right. <laughs> so All right. Well, Ozzy, take on it. <laughs> let's move on to our final segment. As always, recommendations. Ozzy, what have you got? Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to recommend Troy from what I remember. Okay. I, saw it, I saw it a few years ago, but I actually really like that film. I really like Brad Pitt in that film. Um, that kind of really piqued my eye into this, in the cinema when I was a kid. So I really do like Troy. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a great war film. I thought they captured war pretty well. I want to see it again. I actually haven't seen yeah. it. So yeah. I might take your recommendation for yeah, maybe. All right. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm wrong about it because I haven't seen it in years. But I, <laughs> from what I remember, I did really like this movie. So, so it, it's an it's a recommendation it's with really an asterisk. Cars. Yes, asterisks <laughs> are possibly bad. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my recommendation should be obvious by the time you've gotten to the end of this podcast. It is Ben Hur, the original 1959 version, which technically itself is a remake. It is one of three films that has um, that won 11 Oscars. It's the record. It's tied for the record of most Oscar wins. It's a great film. It is the definition of epic. And don't let that runtime scare you away because every second of it keeps you engaged. 
Um, and I think there might even be like a intermission to let you go pee in the middle. I don't remember. Um, but anyway, <laughs> that is my recommendation. And this has been the Screenfellows podcast. Ozzy, you want to sign us out? Wait, Carlos, you forgot about the social media, man. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> Carlos, where can people find you? Wait, wait, hold on. Before we even get there, I know we're messing up this ending all over the place, but we have to mention this. Um, I am going back to Virginia tomorrow morning, and then I'm going to have a crazy busy week this coming week, so I don't know that I'm going to be able to get, or that we're going to be able to get a podcast out early in the week. So the next episode very possibly could be not until next Saturday. That is a strong possibility. It's not 100% positive. You never know. I could have some time to go see some movies, and then we could have some time to record, but I'm not going to guarantee anything. In fact, I'm going to say it's very likely that we won't be able to have an early week episode. So just keep that in mind. Um, as for social media, you can find me on Twitter at Cherry456. Um, just for the record, I now am 2-0 and against Ozzy in our Twitter polls. I, I put out a poll regarding our last episode with Jennifer Lawrence or Margot Robbie, who's a more talented actress, and Jennifer Lawrence won by a slim mar- margin. So 2-0, and Ozzy, sending it right over to you. You know, Carlos, <laughs> we're going to have another poll sometime. I don't know what it's going to be about. But I'm going to win that one, okay? <laughs> Anyways, guys, you can find me at Castro Ozzy. And please follow our, um, I think we just opened up a Twitter account, Scratch Screen Fellows, if that's the yep. right username. And follow them also, same, at Screen Fellows. Guys, it's been a pleasure. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Please, please, please do that. That helps a lot, guys. Guys, this is Screen Fellas. Peace.